0: Welcome back to my podcast, of the Blonde Unicorn. Today on Ladies and Tabletop, Episode 3, I'm chatting with Laura Irwin. Laura is the designer, publisher, and artist of Potions, Please. Potions, Please is currently available on The Game Crafter. This podcast was recorded during a Facebook live stream. Please feel free to head over to my Facebook page or YouTube channel to watch the video. Let's get started. One light for the rest of the evening. Yeah, okay. So, um, welcome to, what is this, the third episode of Ladies in Gaming and Design. Um, Laura here is from New York, and she is a lady designer. Now, the cool thing about Laura is not only does she design the mechanics of the game, but she does all of her own artwork. Some hard and magical I'm really, really impressed about it. Like, it's pretty awesome. So, Laura and I met at uh, PAX U in Philadelphia back in November. And I instantly liked her. And I was like, I'm going to be friends with her because that's what I do. I don't give people an option. I'm like, you're my friend now. Hopefully, you accepted it, Laura. I mean,
1: kind of my policy as well. I always just kind of like cold email people and be like, hi. Let's meet. Like, we're you're at a thing. I'm at a thing.
0: <laughs> like, you're there. I'm there. You're pretty chill, it looks like. I'm pretty chill. Friendship. <laughs> That's how I roll. Okay, so, Laura, where are you? I know where you're from. But so everyone in the world knows where you're from. Where are you from?
1: I'm from uh, Long Island, New York. And so I join a little game testing group every week, and I do this as a, like, part-time side hobby thing. I make games. So, it's really cool, and I'm doing my first co- convention as a vendor at a Long Island convention, um, the Long Island Tabletop Expo. So, I'm super excited about that. That's
0: event. awesome! When is that?
1: It's in April. So okay. April 18th, and so, there's going to be, like, board games. I'm going to be selling my game, like, in person versus, like at PAX, where I was like, hey, this is, let's grab a table, (laughs) and,
0: right, which, like, worked out for us, because I had a great time, but, yeah, wow, that's really cool, I'm so excited for you, that's awesome, that's really cool, um, so you will be promoting which game?
1: I'm going to be promoting Potions, Please, mostly, um, but I'm also a Game Crafter-sponsored creator, so.
0: Ooh, that's cool, how'd that happen?
1: Um, I emailed them. (laughs) The email, the, the, the contact to them always works. <laughs> um, but yeah, they pay for your booth and they give you a bunch of promotional things and like, cards to give out and gift cards That's to awesome. Game Crafter. And so you get to promote your game with the Game Crafter and you also get to promote a bunch of other games that are coming out on the Game Crafter.
0: That is really cool. Um, real quick. Hi, Dava! Love you. Boop, boop. And Brian says that you are a multitasker, saving costs. So props. <laughs> uh so potions please that is your first game yes um okay
1: signed it within i did the first prototype within a month and then i developed it from there to be like sold by that same august so like it took a full year to get everything done game.
0: oh i thought you were gonna be like oh it took me like two months i was gonna be like what okay I so a year I that's
1: way too much faith
0: in myself um i would have been like dude props because like it takes us a long time dava you cannot love me more it's impossible um so tell us a little bit about potions please
1: um potions please is a two to four player set collection game for um, ages 6 plus. So it's a family friendly set collection game where you are witches, you each have a special power you can use once per game, and you are trying to gather ingredients to make potions. And the first person to get one potion of each color wins the game. It's
0: pretty pretty straightforward.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I like it. So that is um, it's for up to four people, right? It takes like half
1: an hour? Yeah, it takes around like 15 to 30 minutes.
0: Yeah. So, you know, no big deal. It's just a quick little fun game. I've actually gotten to play it, and I really, really enjoyed it. I like set collection games. I like doing those types of things, so I really dug it. Um, And I liked your mechanics, like, you know, how to how you play it. I loved how you came up with that. So when you were starting with that, were you going to, like, game testing groups and having people play it, or were you just working on it with your boyfriend?
1: Um, I was single at the time got oh sorry with. so yeah i got like a month ago like a month before it so i was like i need something to fill all of my time with I'm like, how do I make a game there you go and
0: time. i i mean i think it kind of worked out really well for you so
1: yeah so yeah there you <laughs> go i was like now i need something to fill up all my time i came back from a convention after i made a deck builder okay first idea (laughs) because it had like 400 cards i was trying to do all the art for that it was insanity um so i was like let's take it back to basics and let's pick a classic game which i picked go fish and i was like okay let's add mechanics to it and make it a little bit more interesting and then come up with a final like first prototype within a month (laughs) like
0: a cool fun theme yeah and all that jazz yeah Like, I like it. I love the whole little, like, witchy theme. I don't know if... I don't... Unfortunately, Brian still hasn't gotten me a copy of your game. But if you could, like, show us some of the cards and some of your artwork and kind of talk about that, because you're the first designer I've spoken to that has also done their own artwork. So that, to me, is very, very awesome and very intriguing.
1: Yeah. So I love drawing, like, I was just drawing these, like, little sketchy potion items Mm-hmm. and so that's where I started to just like do these in my sketchbook I think I even have my sketchbook with me so I have these
0: it's like really hard to see can you get them a little closer without knocking stuff over like we had some some difficulties earlier your friend she was knocking stuff over and it was all my fault I felt terrible yeah so like these really cool little potion bottles which are solid And then it's very have- impressive that you did all of that dude I just noticed your shirt it's awesome
1: Oh, yeah, I made it with a Cricut machine. Before.
0: I have a Cricut. It's the best, literally the best thing I've ever bought. I love I it. I use it for everything.
1: But, yeah, so there's ingredient cards, and then there's the
0: witches. Yeah. Um, So I love the witches. And I love that they all have, they, like, definitely have their own unique personality when you look at them, and you can tell, which is really cool. Yeah. And pink is my favorite, so I love the one wearing the pink dress with the heart.
1: Yeah, I think I'm going to make, so I went, so for the first convention I did when I finished the game was the Long Island Retro Gaming Expo, and okay. I wore the purple witch's costume, so I had like a hat and like the full thing, but I think I'm going to go as the pink witch for this one.
0: Yes! <laughs> Spice it up a little bit. Um. So I had watched your video, so this is on the Game Crafter. Ooh, Megan's here. Hi, Megan. Thanks for watching. Um. So I would watched your video on Game Crafter about it. And one, I love it. It's really good. Good job. But I love that you were dressed up as a witch the whole time. It made me so happy. Yeah. I just thought it was
1: dress- cute. The dressing up as a witch, um, someone asked me, like, what was the best purchase you've ever made to do game design? And I was like, this witch costume. Cause, <laughs> like, every single time I go anywhere, everyone's like, why are you dressed up? And they're like, oh, are you a character? I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm a character from, like, my game. And they're like, what's your game? I'm so confused and intrigued.
0: One hundred percent. Why I now have a giant glittery unicorn horn with a bunch of flowers that I'll be wearing at cons. Like, sometimes you just gotta have fun with it. Invest, man. Yeah, you just gotta
1: make yourself stand out. And I think that like really helped also with like a family friendly game is that like, pro- I don't know many kids who are like, I'm gonna go play test this game that's not done yet. Like,
0: I don't know any.
1: Yeah, and so like this six year old. That'd girl, be pretty like, cool. If someone's in a witch costume though, they're like, oh, this is a game.
0: This is a thing. Right? A- and, it's like, fun. you are obviously a friendly witch. So they're going to be like, okay, sh- I got to go play with her. Yeah. And go play it.
1: So it turned out it's to be the investment was that, like, costume <laughs> that I made.
0: <laughs> I love it. Now, it, correct me if I'm remembering incorrectly, but your daytime job, like, your your gig is costume design, right?
1: Yeah. I design what? Halloween costumes.
0: How cool is that? You design Halloween costumes. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm it's- gonna totally go off on a tangent here. What was your favorite Halloween costume to design?
1: Um oh my God. I so I got to do all of these like um Star Wars like girls dresses. Yes. They're like they're like less costumey but more like apparel and it was like a tutu dress so with R T D two. So it was like little RTD2 dots and it was like a tiny little like infant sized, but like with all RTD2 stuff on it. And I was like, I love this so much. That's awesome. Like,
0: I love it. The next game that we're kicking off is a gnome game. And Brian, you know, needs a gnome costume for Origins. We you want to like, let's make Brian into a gnome. Yeah, we should do that. That'd be really funny
1: little sneak preview yeah like, this year they have like these two gnome costumes coming out for like yeah they're they're for children but they might sell them for adults but they are the cutest little child gnome costumes like if you find children and put those in the, them in the costumes. let's it's
0: just cute. you know make them sit there at origins don't move now just be a statue it will <laughs> totally work out
1: yeah just, you know, that's what i gonna, gonna do with his kids in michigan like he's gonna take them he's like no no they can pick blocks off the ground it'll work great <laughs> like
0: props to him yeah so they're
1: gonna be doing a family vacation family
0: trip I like it that's a good idea yeah we don't have any pint sized people in our lives but if we did I'm sure we would utilize their skill set of being closer to the ground to pick stuff up <laughs> it's a pretty good skill set to have yeah <laughs> Oh, Rich Francis said, hey, y'all. Hi, Rich. Uh, Where do you draw inspiration from when designing games? That's a solid question. Tell us the answer, Laura.
1: So I try to design games that I would most likely like to play. Uh And that fit my aesthetic and stuff like that. But what I like is I kind of imagine what the table will look like. So I imagined this sort of cute game with, like, potions and things like that. And then I was just trying to figure out how to make those mechanics tight and smaller. And it was a more complex game at the last PAXU, actually. Mm -hmm. I brought my, like, original prototype there and I spoke to my friend. He's like, this game is really cute. Why are you adding all these extra things in it? Like, tone it down and make it, like, tighter. So I think it was really cool to take a game mechanic that you wanted to explore And put it with a theme. Basically, theme runs everything for me. I like If I don't the theme, I'm not doing it.
0: (laughs) Same. Same. I'm like, I don't dig this theme. I'm not buying it. But also, like, packaging gets me. So if your packaging is, like, solidly in line with your theme, I'm in.
1: Yeah, I'm so sad. With the Game Crafter, I really liked my box. But Mm -hmm. my original prototype, the one that I brought to Pat to you,
0: was this spell
1: book. And I wanted a spell book. So badly. Like, this was my original baby. Oh, baby.
0: that's okay. such a cool idea! I
1: <gasps> it so much.
0: Oh, a spellbook? That would have been cool. So, if that I had really these cool. potions,
1: please, like, in the Kickstarter or something like that with the expansion, I would want to do like, a big spellbook. Would like.
0: Do post- it. Is that in the works for you? Is there going to be an expansion?
1: I want to do a uh, five and six player expansion, and I want to add familiars.
0: So, yes!
1: A animal companion that also gives you some sort of like ability that you can work with during the game.
0: Oh my gosh, I love it. Will there be a unicorn? There should be a unicorn.
1: I mean, actually, wait, I have a unicorn actually in here. Yes! The, the pink witch turned into a unicorn in my original. This is also the really old art.
0: I feel foot. like this is just speaking to my soul right now <laughs> on so many levels. I'm like, this is great. This is great. I love it. Um, not- Brian says that my inspiration comes from some very interesting conversations with myself. Why you got to put me on blast like that, Brian? And it's so true. So true. Oh, I love it. That'd be so cool. You could have like, I mean, obviously I'm sure you'll probably have like a kitty cat. For one okay. of the familiars. But then, like, you could do, like, other, like, really random cool stuff. And, like, are you, like, design-wise, will they kind of go in line with, like, the witch that they go with? So, like, you have the one that, like, has the blue, and she has, like, an orb, so I'm, she's more of, like, a seer-type situation. Would you do something that kind of, like, flowed with that?
1: I definitely think that would be really cool to do, where it works with, like, it's, a like it basically adds to their power because I think some of the witches are a little unbalanced in the first mm-hmm. game Could help balance them out, but also give them something cool that they could do extra.
0: Yeah. So
1: I really think it could help and add to the game in that way. And then also allow for like new witches to have new characters and stuff like that.
0: I love um, it. That. But, That'd be really cool. Yeah. Also, um, Brian, cool. you weren't listening. She plans to do an expand. She's thinking about doing an expansion on Kickstarter. And the box will be a spell book. Jeez, yeah. Brian. <laughs> Listen.
1: But yeah, I love you. Or <laughs> someone said that was like a secondary goal instead of just collecting potions. Like you're familiar, with like a secondary goal you can do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And objective. So I think that could be really cool and add depth to the game, but not make it yeah. too, like, keep the same mechanics.
0: Yeah, I really dig it. I think that sounds really, really cool. I dig that. That's, that's a good idea. I hope that you, you know, venture down that alley and kind of think about that one cuz that sounds that sounds really good. It's really cool.
1: Yeah, I really love that. Like whole vibe. It's just
0: Right? It's I really, really
1: cool. in the potions please world almost. Like I really just love the like kind of world building with it which is yeah. weird for a game because like game themes are always so disconnected from the game, I think. Like a lot of times like yes.
0: I agree. Sometimes it's just yeah, I'm like did you not think about how they go together? Okay. It's
1: like fine. I want to do a publisher, like maybe said they were like, okay, but we have to retheme it, and I was like, okay, but do I have
0: yeah. to? You're okay. like I'm kind of really digging the theme.
1: Yeah. Do I have
0: to redo it? No. Well, I'm happy that you didn't go with a publisher and decide to do it yourself because I like the theme and I love your artwork that you did. Yeah, that's. So true. I'm um, I'm happy that you were like, mm, thank you, but no, thank you.
1: Yeah, it's cool because, like, I feel like with a publisher, they always also, like, they change your art as well, which I think is something, like, everyone told me to not invest in the art in a game because if you're selling it to a publisher, they're going to hire an artist for it. But I don't know if that's true with every publisher, but.
0: Uh, Brian and I recently started publishing other people's games. And yes, we do hire an artist, but also the games that we've signed, like, have no art. Like there's yeah. nothing on them, so we kind of have to. Yeah. Brian says publishers are not so bad. I know Brian. We're publishers. We're not bad. I'll get it. <laughs> oh it, um, so, it yeah.
1: definitely is so much better to go with a publisher if you have someone to help you with everything. It's so difficult to be like, I have to do social media and all these other things and fulfillment and all this stuff.
0: Right. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um Carly says, Hi, it's awesome you're working on an expansion for potions, please. Any other games on the horizon?
1: Um, so I was thinking of I'm continuing work on Roller Wreckage. It's kind of hitting a wall because I have to like, I don't do many racing games, and so I really okay. have to like start and like researching the genre of game. Okay, because like, I'm like, I like really like games. I really sort of like more fun tile placement games and set collection games. So I'm like doing something with combat and racing and all these like more complex mechanics. I think mm-hmm. I have to really study up on it, but I really want to continue that. But also, I want to make a game, uh, like, a sort of, like, entry-level beginner sort of risk-style strategy game. But about nice! Movies, called Show No Mercy.
0: And I saw like, that on your website, and I was like, what is this?
1: Yeah, so I want to do something with, with like, you are, like, Little Mermaid clans, and you're trying to control areas on the board, and you're, like, building your little engine. But I have to figure that one out. I think I'm going to have a prototype, though, of that for um, April. You April. had
0: me at Mermaid Clan, so I was like, done. In. Yeah,
1: I, that's, the, that's the sort of thing where I'm like, if I can like really enjoy making, like, I want to make these powers and these characters and, like, jellyfish mermaids, like, octopus yeah. mermaids, like, let's go. <laughs> I on.
0: am so in. This sounds <laughs> awesome. That, yeah, that sounds, that sounds really cool. And like hopefully
1: Do- that one will be done by the time the Little Mermaid comes out. Get yeah. all that mermaid vibe.
0: All the mermaids. <laughs> all the mermaids. What's gonna be your next thing coming out? Um,
1: so I'm I think it's either gonna be Show No Mercy or Roller Wreckage, but it's probably not gonna happen for another year or two. Because it's okay. they're in the very like basic prototype stages. But probably within a year, I can make another, I can make an expansion for Potion Sleeves and re-release it. If I sell out all my copies, I think I'm going to like, maybe go at, back and try and like, repackage some things, maybe fix some things and then do an expansion. And also, I did cool. a book for the first Potion Sleeves.
0: A book?
1: Yeah, so I maybe like... expand on that and like, adding into that. So I did like a little activity book. With character, with character descriptions, and where
0: can I buy this?
1: It's available on Blurb. If you look up the Potion Space uh, Activity Book, I'll link I'm to totally it.
0: going to Blurb right now.
1: Yeah, but yeah, there's like coloring book pages, a fortune teller you can cut out, and then the back area is all paper dolls that you can cut out. And oh my
0: gosh, that's so much fun. I love that you, like, you put in, like, with both feet into this, and it's awesome.
1: Yeah, it's... <laughs> yeah, it was, like, I, re- when I also, also making this was pretty easy because I have so much art from, like, working on the game. Yeah. It was a really cool companion piece, and it makes for a fun thing to sell, and then I also sold, sell like, pins, which I totally wanted to give you pins at PaxU, but also I didn't prepare at all and bring anything with me.
0: That's alright. <laughs> did I give you any of my pins? You did. I still Okay, have... good. But yeah, so I did also... I'm like, one day I'll be cool and I'll have, like, enamel pins. Oh my like, god, I really want
1: yeah. to But they're so expensive.
0: That Exactly. So I'm like, I'm not gonna do it right now. I'm not that
1: cool. Yeah.
0: Like, I'm barely cool. I'm just kind of like, eh. She's eccentric, okay <laughs>
1: <Twirky>. <laughs> thinking, figuring out I have a question for you though, because you and Brian were talking about um being game reviewers and like yeah, so like as game reviewers, they were talking about like what type of like how good should if they're sending like a prototype you like you guys want the best prototype you possibly can, right, so that way you can take pictures and all that
0: yes, so um. Generally, when we are doing a review, it's like either the one that, like, just before you kick off on Kickstarter or like the one right before that. So, mechanics of the game are done. Artwork is like 95% done when it comes to us because we'll take, you know, pictures and videos and like we play with them and all that jazz. So, generally speaking, they're closer to that done point if not completely done.
1: Yeah, because I sent out, like, a couple copies, and it was, it was very expensive to send it out to the Game Crafter, but I was like, the pictures everyone took was amazing. Like, all the viewers were, like, photographers, basically, on these things. Like, they had better Brian's
0: copies. a photographer, and he takes the pictures for us, and he does a great job. Like, I think most people who are doing it do some sort of photography skills, so they can do that.
1: Yeah, it was really awesome. cool. And I was like, this is awesome. But, like, it was so interesting finding reviewers and doing all that whole process of, like, I didn't know there was this huge community out there.
0: I had no idea until Brian really started digging in, like, two years ago. And I was like, oh. So, like, and it's weird because it's a big community, but, in, like, the grand scheme of things, it's not. And it's also, like, everybody knows everybody. Yeah.
1: Like, I have so, found- like, yeah good yeah. back." like I saw that you reviewed his game and then yep. I joined you like I looked at that and I I wanted to send you a copy to review but I had found your channel I found, found your channel and your page and like October first week of October and I'm like that's not getting to her before uh, and she's not going to get to review that before it, the crowd sale launches that's not enough time for No
0: me. yeah it, no probably not yeah, sorry man I would have loved to Keep yeah. it in mind for the next one, but yeah, I just definitely don't. Yes,
1: that's it. a weird thing to do. You're like, hey, it's a week out. You'd probably be like,
0: no. I'd be like, um, I mean, okay. It may not be the best quality, but okay. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, my cat's probably going to make an appearance. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brian has a question for you. He said, or asked, how do you decide what to work on? I can barely handle development, let alone design and do the art. Which, like, legitimately, would I yell at him because he's working on, like, five games at once. So, how do you decide what takes... Th- I'm adding on to his question. How do you decide what to work on, but how do you decide what takes priority? That's really
1: difficult because right now I'm in school and I'm working full-time. And so, it's I didn't like, know you were in
0: school, too.
1: Yeah, I'm doing a master's program.
0: So, what are you getting your master's uh, in?
1: Um, Art education. So, I'm going to be in art... Cool. So that's, that's cool
0: these that's really cool
1: actors, which is so helpful
0: <laughs> i like it that's cool okay sorry continue
1: <laughs> but yeah um i kind of give myself like spurts of energy to do things like mm-hmm. i give myself a month to handle this one task about like i kind of just give myself completely over to like potion sweets for the month of september and just focus on trying to get that from like mechanically sound by the end of that month so that way mm-hmm. you can just focus on that one aspect. And then the next month, do okay, now you're just gonna focus on all the art for that one game. Now when you have multiple games working on it, I think it's a little bit more difficult to focus on it like that. But mm-hmm. it's kind of good if you're designing different types of games. So like a strategy game versus a like tile laying game, they're just working two different areas of your mind.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: having that like space where you're like, I don't have to do like for, like, an engine building game, like, you have to really understand the logistics behind the game before you can like, start designing it. Versus if you're doing more of, like, a wacky social deduction game, you can just kind of, like, play with it and see how it goes.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: I feel like having two games and one's kind of heavier, one's kind of lighter, and that way you can kind of, like, not get too bored. Or when you get frustrated with the heavy one, you can, like, switch over to the light game.
0: That's pretty that, solid.
1: You can always, like, switch. And always I always have also, like, a mini project of, like, art... That isn't super, like, it's not you needed know, for a deadline, but like maybe some concept art. So, and that's more freeform for so, like when your brain's completely fried, you can just color. Like,
0: <laughs> uh, I like that idea. Just like, you know, color away. I like that. That's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. I love it. Um, I know I had other questions for you, but now I can't remember them because we went so, we just, you know, kind of jumped around, which is. When I do, I'm kind of spacey. It's fine! Um, So, oh, I remember what it was. I was curious, why did you decide on GameCrafters to launch Potions Please versus doing a Kickstarter?
1: Um, So, I chose the GameCrafter because I'm actually doing a uh, video that I'm going to put on my YouTube channel, my first ever video on my YouTube channel, about the pros and cons of using uh, the GameCrafter for crafting. And I was, there there were a lot of pros to it. There was a lot of cons as well though, but it's very low risk, low reward. Okay. I had never designed a game before and I had never handled shipping or fulfillment or marketing or doing the art. Like I I'd never done any of these tasks before. Mm -hmm. So to have like a company that was like, okay, whatever you sell, you're not going to lose money on this. Like if you sell one game, you sold one game and you, you know,
0: Yeah. That's cool. Like, you made some money. You sold a game.
1: Yeah, you sold a game. But if you sell, like, 100 games, that's also great. You make more money. It's not like it's well, you didn't reach your fulfillment and now you have 500 copies. Or you reach your fulfillment so that way you couldn't get made. At the end of the day, you were always going to have a game made, which I thought was the most important for me because I don't know. Especially with, like, Kickstarter, you really need, like, a following to get. Yeah. Like, I don't know how many people, like, just be like, this is the first game that anyone's ever made. And they only have like 50 people that follow them. Do you want to buy from them? And they're like,
0: yeah. there's
1: so much competition that you ha- like have to fight through. But the Game Crafter has its own like little niche community that will buy from each other. So it's kind of like, is a niche within the niche.
0: I like it. I like yep. it. Yeah, we had never considered Game Crafter for launching a game. And I f- you're like the first person I think that I've met that had. So it's just very intriguing to me because it's just, you know, like, let's be real. I didn't know that you could do this until I met you last November. Like, I didn't know it was a thing. I was like, oh, I learned something now. <laughs>
1: yeah, I just like my friend told me about it. And I'm just going to fix my camera and plug in my phone because
0: <laughs> no worries. <laughs>
1: That's better.
0: Yeah. You all can see how lovely she is. There we <laughs> go. They can really tell now. I love it. So um, your your next games, um, Roller Wreckage and, oh, I forgot the name of the other one.
1: Show No Mercy. Although- yes, thank you. You're Show, no,
0: Show <laughs> no Mercy. Are you planning to go to Kickstarters with those or Game Crafter?
1: I probably am going to go to Kickstarter with both of those just because they're a lot more component heavy, heavy like card okay. games think work really well for the game crafter. Like I think that's a right price point and it works really well for that, but I kind of want minis of the mermaids. Or at least like yes. some like more custom components.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh, what if you got like fun little mermaid meeples? Yeah. I'd be fun. so excited.
1: Yeah. I want to be like that and I want more like custom components, which Gamecrafter okay. can do, but it's really expensive. So yeah.
0: Oh yeah, I'm yeah, I'm sure it would be very expensive to have like them make some pieces for you. Yeah. Um so one of the questions I was going to ask you that Brian reminded me of, hmm, what is it like being a female in the gaming industry? That's an interesting
1: question because I I haven't met many other game women game
0: designers. Yeah, that's cuz there's not a lot. Yeah, Like, like to- compared to, like, the grand scheme of the community, it's still mostly a male-dominated industry, so, like, you know, you haven't met a lot of us. It's fine.
1: It's also, like, really kind of, like, weird. So, me and Zach always joke about how we first met, because I joined a Facebook group for game designers, which is, like, 50 dudes. Like, I'm, like, the only woman in the game design group. <laughs> <laughs> like, But, like... They always had ones in New York City, and I was like, "Oh, is there any on Long Island?" He's like, "Oh yeah, we do one on Long Island." And then he like privately messaged me, and was like, "Hey, we meet up at this bar." And I was like, "Okay, this is kind of like sketchy, because it's not part of like the main group." And so yeah. I got there, and I just see him stand up in the corner, and I don't see anyone else around him. I'm like, oh no, I walked into like the worst thing. And then I walk around, and everyone's sitting at the table with games, and I'm like, oh. This isn't actually bad, but
0: like, like and Zach's the nicest guy ever. But that is the creepiest way to be like, "Oh, I needed a bar," and then just prolonged eye contact.
1: Yeah, uh, because like I was like looking around. It was like it's. I love that bar so much, but it's also like the most like old man bar. And I was like, "What is this? Where am I?
0: Why am I here?" And I didn't know. Was that your first time going there? Yeah that's even better
1: (laughs) and so i was just so worried but every time i met them it was just they were all amazing and they've all been supportive and so like fantastic and really helpful so like it's basically like i go into a thing and i'm like this is a scary situation i'm like wow my expectation was subverted so yeah good
0: there you go like this is solid um yeah Something that I've really noticed about the gaming community it doesn't matter who you are or what l- walk of life you come from, everyone is so nice and supportive. It's amazing to me, like everybody.
1: Like I ha- was like having a panic attack during like a publisher meet meeting. Like it was like a sixty second pitch, and I was having a panic attack during it. Like I was so nervous.
0: No, I'm so sorry.
1: And like every single one of the publishers was like no, it's fine. Like, it's fine. Like, take a breath. Let's start over. Like, come on, let's walk over here. Like, they were all amazing. And like, they were fantastic about everything. And like, they gave me lots of advice. So I feel like everyone in the industry is pretty open. And if you're a jerk in the industry, you don't get very far.
0: No. And everybody knows and everyone will point it out, which is highly entertaining. (laughs) Super entertaining. I'm like, you did something. Nobody like you.
1: Yeah, it's like a very, like, it's a small night-knit community, which can be helpful, or it can be hard, but I just, yeah. I want to meet more women game designers, especially in my area. Yes. I
0: haven't You know experienced- what you should do at the one in April, the one, is it, where was that, Long Island, New Jersey, whatever it was? Yeah. um, You should try and do one of, like, the lady meetups. They had one at PAX, and it was early in the morning, and I was like, no. Nah. I'm not coming up for bagels, but uh, you could try and do something like that, and then you can meet more ladies. That'd be awesome. Yeah, it's like, and that's why, like, when you—that's
1: how I came up and talked to you because you were like, "I want to meet lady designers," and I was like, "Hi, I'm a woman."
0: <laughs> like, yeah, like legitimately, I just like, where, where are the lady designers? Be my friend. Like, that's pretty much, how I roll. <laughs> So
1: like I feel like that would be really cool having like a meet up with that. Yeah. I feel like I've always had a really good experience with most of the people I've met, but it's yeah. also like terrifying to be like all these 40-year-old dads like walking up like as when I first was there I was like 22 like mm-hmm. walking up to an area I'd be like I this is awkward. <laughs> like
0: right you're like I don't know how this is going to go down like mm. Let's see and then it turns out okay. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. So, else, Metatopia the,
1: is a really good place for that sort of thing too.
0: You said Metatopia was. Yeah. There's a lot okay. of
1: people there. So.
0: There you go. Yeah. Um. So like, I had been to Origins twice previously, going to PAX, but not like in the same like kind of way. Like PAX was like the first time where it was like we were there as publishers, and I was doing videos, and I was like purposely meeting people, not just like going around to like. Play games and go to the end pub room. So it was just different. And I remember being like so scared to talk to some people. And then it's like, why am I scared? It's fine. Yeah. Like, think- no one cares.
1: <laughs> I think that was a really interesting thing with the first time I went to PAX versus like the second time and the third time. Like, <laughs> one of my friends just sets up his table in like the play area and just is like, hey, hey, come play a game. Like, I have a game right here. You want to play it right now? And it's like, everyone's like, don't i don't know who you are and then he's like yeah we're just gonna play test it right now but like they'll like come down and sit and he just did that for like 10 hours yeah. a day and i'm like wow this is like yeah all these like and people are pretty open to it and people are like pretty nice and like about it and they're all there to play games and have fun so it's nice. right
0: what i love is like if you're walking by and you see like a game that looks really cool that you want to check out if you just like you can stop and everyone will just turn around and look at you and be like, hey, so this is what we're doing. You want to join? Like, it's awesome. <laughs> it's so friendly and welcoming. Like, you, it is it is hard to go to a gaming convention and feel unwelcomed or left out. Like, yeah, it's hard to
1: feel that way. I have a fun PAX U story from the first time we went to PAX, where it's, we were all waiting on line to play D&D to join one of those groups. And then they were yeah. like, we're filled up. There's no more there. And then someone walked around. And he's like, why do we need them? Yeah. Can, let's play Dungeons and Dragons like right here, right now. And then he was like and we're like, Yes, we can. And we didn't know this guy. And he's like, I'll be your DM. Um, meet me here in an hour. Well, I'll get try to get us a table and let's do this. And I was like, I don't know who you are, but okay. Okay. Like,
0: <laughs> I love it. Just so welling and open. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, like he's like, You guys have character sheets and I'm like I have some character sheets on my computer from, like, a convention I did. And he's like, yeah, grab them. So we went to the, like, FedEx office inside PaxU. Yeah. And printed out character sheets. We didn't have minis, so we were using, like, pennies. Like, we had- You made all- it work. At the Chessex Chess area. It was- And then we all just met down there, like, in an hour. And we played a game for, like, three hours. And it was amazing. And then we met up with him again last year, too. I mean, that's hey, awesome. Uh, we did another like one with him and he's just he's such an amazing DM. And I'm like, I wouldn't have never known you or talked to you. But I also am like, okay, let's talk. Let's do this. Like Right. What's his name? Uh his name's Miguel. I'm friends with him on Instagram. I'll link him because he does also um 3D sculpting. He does CAD work for three D miniatures. So cool. He that's brought cool. He bought a um Falcor miniature. Mm-hmm. And he had us all right off on
0: a falcor. That's so, awesome.
1: Never
0: story. Brian just called me out yet again. So we just got back from a gaming cruise, which was really cool about. And we'll be doing some stuff, talking about that later on down the road. Um, but they had two DMs there. Um, so Jason and Travis. And they were awesome. And because I've never played, they were like, Carrie, you gotta play this. You gotta play this. And I was like, okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah, You would think, given like my theater background and like how outgoing I am. That I would be like, yeah, it's the best thing ever. And I was like. Like, it was, it was not for me. I spaced out hard. And we played three separate times. And I feel bad because the guys were awesome. And they did great. And I enjoyed listening to, like, their story. But then they were like, "Care, what are you going to do? And I'm like, uh. I'm going to stab. Like, I don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I... <laughs> was
1: like that when I first started playing D&D and then mm-hmm. I eventually like gave, became very attached to my character. I have like a comic about that one too and like we just played for three years straight of us and like I just loved it so much but it That's definitely awesome. is the mechanic system is sort of like it's also so long it takes like four hours to play d yeah. and
0: Yeah.
1: It'd yeah. be like paying attention for four hours that I can't do that. So what I use usually- I have,
0: ooh, shiny disorder. You got, like, half an hour before I'm like, okay, bye!
1: Yeah, so usually what I end up doing is bringing a sketchbook with me and, like, sketching out what the adventures are. Mm-hmm. And that's how I, like, made the comic, was I was just like, oh, we're doing this thing, let me just sketch it, because, like, I have to wait, like, 20 that's minutes That's cool. And, like, I'm gonna, like, lose contact otherwise,
0: <laughs> like... Right? I noticed, so... The three times I played, Jason was the DM and Travis was playing with us, and he'd say next week. So I noticed that as they were like going through, he was like writing down what happened. It was like kind of making like a timeline or a plot of it, and I was like, "Oh, so that's like that's pretty cool." And I was wondering if he was going to use that for like something down the road, but maybe that's just how he stays engaged in the game. Yeah, I don't know.
1: Finding a thing that helps you stay engaged in the game, and like for me, it's pictures because I hate, (laughs) um, but like for other people, like it's being funny like yeah I love like there's the people who like are like waiting for the perfect time for a joke to come in there but like
0: <laughs> I we definitely had like some of those on the trip which I enjoyed listening to them I enjoyed listening to like people who got super into it and like had voices or whatever um, so Travis's guy's name was Groot and he had like a German accent and that was awesome and then another fella he, I only heard him play once and his character was like a Jewish Brooklyn grandma. It was awesome. (laughs) And then here I am. And they were like, what's your name? And I was like, uh, no name. She doesn't have one. She doesn't talk. (laughs) She was abandoned as a child.
1: It's always the like really depressing backstories for all like the D and D characters. I know. Right. Character.
0: You know what? Next time I play D and D, I'm going to come up with like a really, really happy backstory. Like my character, um, Her name is Penelope, and she grew up with garden gnomes and trolls, and she spent her days skipping through the meadow, picking flowers, and her best friend is a butterfly.
1: (laughs) That was, like, my barbarian character, like, that I (laughs) did. Like, everyone else was like, I see, like, the apocalypse, or my family was killed, or I'm a princess, and I have to get away from my, like evil family, or, like, I had, I was taken, captured, and I'm just, like, so I'm from the North, like, you know, it's pretty boring though, being from a rural area, so, like, this is cool, I'm really into it, I have, like, five brothers, they're all annoying, I mean, some <laughs> are great, and it's just, like, building these characters of, like, this is my brother Dave, this is my brother Hans, this is, like, just, like, going into, like, family, like, like, yeah, I remember doing that, like, I chased a bear once, that was great, and so it was very, like, happy story of, like, I just, you know,
0: grew up in a rural area. It's fine. That's funny. I dig it. I like that. Okay. <laughs> I guess I have to give D and D another go, and I mean, maybe yeah. I will get more engaged with it over time. So, um, at Origins this last summer, I forgot what they called it, but it was like live action D and D, where like you have your group and you're going through like the different rooms, and they have people in the rooms. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like LARP? Um, Brian, what's that called? True Dungeon? Oh, Brian says, yes, true dungeon. So I played two dungeons. So it, I guess it's kind of like LARPing, stuff. for I didn't dress up. But, like, that for me was really super fun. So maybe I just need to be, like, more physically animated. Yeah. To, like, feel- get into it.
1: I feel like an escape room would work really well for that. Like, if you're all playing yeah. characters in an escape room.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's kind of, like, what it was, like... I can't believe you can play Two Dungeons. Like the next time I see you at a convention, if they have Two Dungeons, you and I, we're playing. We're gone. I uh to play a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> and so like you have like your character sheet, and they, you know, you have all this stuff and you it's a big deal. People have like tons of coins, and these coins give you like different abilities and all this stuff. So luckily we had some our group who had played before quite a bit, so he was able to help all of us out. And then it was like a maze, like only one way to go in and out of these rooms, but it takes like an hour and a half to play. And I think I was like Is it? Oh, I was the bard. So, like, of course, musical theater came out every time they needed help. I would just like start singing some Rodgers and Hammerstein. It was great. Um, Yeah. So, I think like for me, it was more of like the hands-on portion of that that I really dug. So then when we went to playing it at a table, I was like, okay, just looking around. I was like, this is not for me.
1: Yeah, like it has to be sort of active. Um, I used to do a D and D game at conventions where it was like a beginner two-hour session where it's like a beginner thing where everyone just grabs a character sheet and that was really fun because you had all these people who hadn't played D&D before. And
0: That's like, where I need to go.
1: Yeah like it was a basic like how to play D&D so I had like a guy with his girlfriend who'd never played D&D before and she just like is trying things out and she's having a lot of fun and then I had a nine-year-old play it and she was amazing and she was enough like awesome. a full she was in a full cat costume
0: um, already my hero.
1: And she was like, I wanna be the druid. And I was like, Okay. I'm like, You're nine. Like, how can you and she was like, She got it, and she had a lot of fun playing it. And then, oh my god, there was a six year old boy and he played too. And he was the That's cute
0: so cute.
1: He played a barbarian and he had his dad play a cleric and he kept being like, Dad and he's like, I am not your dad, I'm a cleric, I'm a woman cleric and he's like, I don't know why I keep calling you dad, but dad I need help. Like And also it was Like, it just allows for so much fun improv that I think, like, having a more free-form, like, tight session can help, like, be like, we're just going to go through and try some things.
0: Right. Like, they were pretty free on the cruise, and they were trying to help, because, like, I think there were, like, two of us who hadn't played before, and then everyone else had. So they're just kind of, like, trying to help us get into it. So maybe it was, like, the fact that I was on a cruise in the Caribbean and I wanted to be outside probably didn't help.
1: Yeah, on sunny days, I'm always like, I don't want to be inside here. Let's go outside.
0: Yeah, maybe if I could have convinced them to move it to the deck, I would have been more into it. I don't know. I don't was, know.
1: Was it Joko or
0: what? Was it no? Jo- we were no, we were on a cruise this last week where I played at.
1: Like, was it the Joko cruise? Because I know that's a gaming cruise. It...
0: Oh no, we were on B
1: three. Oh wow.
0: Yeah. Then we're going next year. You should come. I really want to go We've been oh my gosh they're so much fun do it it's so much fun Um, this is our second year going we're going again next year will be our third year and so much fun and I love it because like we've made friends with people that we see once a year which is really cool so I really dig that Um. so one last question for you before we wrap it all up uh, do you have any advice for someone going into the gaming community like just starting out um I think
1: my biggest piece of advice is just being really open and being really like open to information and open to critique and just being really friendly to everyone. Like someone's going to play test your game and they may not like it, or they may not react the way you want them to, and you have to react with like friendliness and you have to like be able to take that and like compartmentalize it and that not uh-huh. everyone can be the way you want them to respond but most people are not doing it to be mean and
0: no think, they're there to help
1: yeah and I think everyone who is making a game knows how hard it is to make a game so if anyone's being like a huge jerk for you like the community will back you up and be like like dude <laughs> like,
0: yes not- which is awesome
1: yeah so I think just being friendly enough, but also Facebook I found so many people on Facebook in the board game design lab community Yes, so much
0: <laughs> or, and you're in, uh, board game broads, aren't you? Board game, board no. game, board game broads. No. Oh, join it! It's awesome. <laughs> so many lady designers for you to talk to, and they're all really awesome and opening and welcoming and all that jazz. Cool, so definitely yeah. check that out.
1: Like Facebook um, is like the community for like Facebook's the platform for game designers.
0: One hundred percent.
1: I don't know why that became it, but it
0: this. Well, and I'm okay with that, because that's what I primarily use. Yeah. I, so, it works for me. I get it. Um, so, before we wrap up, anything you want to plug?
1: Um, I guess I will plug... My game it is available on The Game Crafter. Um, you can check out my website at www. Um, I'm going to be at the Long Island Tabletop Gaming Expo in April, and you can get my book... Um, the activity book on blurb.com if you look it up and I also have a link to it on my Facebook page so you can join my Facebook page if you want more upcoming news about my prototypes and games
0: coming out there you go so thank you to everyone who watched and commented and hung out with us thank you so much to Laura for hanging out with me especially you know kind of last moment I had one that had to cancel so we were like what are we going to do and you jumped in so I really appreciate that I enjoyed hanging out with you it was awesome yeah it was awesome uh, Yeah.